What if, hear me out, 10 cats podcast? I like cats. What would they do? Would they just like meow? Yeah, meows and purrs. I feel like I would I would listen to that. I was showing my mom my um, noise machine app that I have. So like whenever we're sleeping like in a hotel or something, we don't have our usual white noise machine. And sure. it has all these different sounds that you can choose from and you can make a mix of them. Yeah, I have one. And one of them is, is cat purring. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And I definitely fell asleep to that one night. It's because <laughs> it was like such a pleasant, like nice sleep too. It's not my go-to, but what if we it's kind of adorable? So I feel like we, ten cats podcast could just be like, or that. or spitballing. If we volunteered at a shelter, and the episodes were dedicated to introducing the cats that are up for adoption. I mean, that'd be pretty cool, but I feel like you need a pretty strong visual component to really sell that. Sure. There can be a video part of it. Okay. We can do that. Okay, cool. So now we're going to have a podcast of a podcast. <laughs> a That's podcast adjacent. of a podcast of a podcast. Yeah. we all. It all felt like... <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> the madness of the 10 tenths multiverse. <laughs> So you have 10 tenths like- and then under it is 10 tenths. And then within that universe, it branches off into 10 kolaches, 10 cats yep. and all these other mm-hmm. dumbass ideas we come up with and follow through. I still through really want to do 10 trends. I well, just- I've, I've provided opportunities and you didn't let it happen. So because we didn't have 10 of them. Do you know how hard that would be to do? Yeah, that's why it's funny. Oh. Anyway, I really enjoy the concept of a 10 tenths multiverse. I think that is something we should try to sell them on and try to get merch made. And we can have like Kalachi pictures and tent pictures and cat pictures and like bro pictures. And yeah. (laughs) What was it? We had 10 hens podcast. No, I don't remember that one. It's just chickens. Yeah. And then 10 tints. Yep. Which just is colors. Well, then 10 T-I-N tents but tin tents exists already apparently huh remember we found that out on our last podcast as a podcast it's a at least a youtube show oh because we have the instagram we have the instagram so no we should offer it to him no only if they come under our umbrella okay the 10 cents <laughs> hey buddy i know you're like moderately successful on your own but could you come under the umbrella of this multiverse that is not quite as successful as you are and thanks <laughs> like um you know like there's those youtube media companies yeah we, we'd be like the machinima for podcasting but very <laughs> but it has to <laughs> you have to you have to be some play on 10 tenths. yeah <laughs> I could do, I could be down for this. Yeah. I think it's like, we should workshop this a little bit, find uh, some investors, and you know see see what shakes out. Anyway, we should we could do this for hours. We should we should start. You should sing your song. All right, here we go. Welcome to Ten Tens Podcast, where we talk tense and make little sense. I'm your host, India Monroe, and this is my super understanding co-host, John Burkhardt. Hi, John. Hey, girl. How's it going? It's going. I've been, it's been a, uh, we're with the Sam's Club. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's been fun. a day. Then I ate a big burrito, yeah. so I'm kind of like, ugh. 
Oh, you're like tired? Yeah, it's, it's starting to kick in. Let me chug some yeah. monster with my alcohol. That's going to help. No, it totally well, works. I appreciate it. You uh, let me move our recording date a couple times. So. You? It's me rattling my bottles of anger. Oh, man, okay. I'm totally an you alcoholic. There's four bottles of alcohol right in front of me. Do you need to talk to somebody? Yeah, I need to talk to this tequila. Uh, kidding aside, if you do have a problem with alcohol, um, there are resources that can help you. Yeah, I got a Please problem. It's not help. inside me. I'm angry at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Great. What a healthy way to start <laughs> off our podcast. What are you drinking, John? <laughs> well, so I said I went to Sam's Club, right? Yeah. So I got the uh, member's mark, Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, it's a Sam's Club brand booze. Yeah, it's, I guess, from Peso Robles, Robles, California. I don't know how to pronounce that. Paso Robles? Sure. Play of real. Okay, you know what? Here, hold on a second, <laughs> on a second you smart ass. I've been, I've been holding on to this one in my pocket in that last... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, let me... Here, I'm going to I'm gonna write... All right, say that word. My Louisiana listeners, they'll appreciate this one. I'm waiting, India. Oh, is that is that the one that says Natchitoches, but it looks like Natchitoches? God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, buddy. Uh, how yeah. do you know that mm-hmm. place? Um. So, okay, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I can't believe you knew that one. Yeah, I lived here for like I a was... year, like 10 minutes away from the place in Bill Platt before I even like heard the name. And I was like, and then, I, and then I saw it on a map and I was like, what the fuck is this place? <laughs> yeah. Michigan has a bunch of these places too. Um, no, it, when we were training to go out for AOPI, yeah. uh, we have a chapter recruiting there a lot? either there. Well, we either have a chapter there or we have a chapter that like you have to go through there or something. There's, there's nothing that, there. It's, there's no college there. Then there's probably a college somewhere nearby. But either way, it came up and they were like, oh, by the way, when you see this, it's not. You, right. you don't say it how you think you say but it. You say it like. Sorority. I can't believe your sorority looked out for you like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you can't look like a dummy. You know. Oh. I thought I had you on that one. No, man. You were thwarted. Ugh. Okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm going to pull up the one um, next time from uh, Topeka. There's a weird street name that got me and they all laughed at me. And I was like, no, you're the dummies. You all say it really <laughs> weird and really bad. Anyway. Sorry about it. Okay, no, so. I, I would love to give you a way to humiliate me. I just, today was not your day. Okay, so uh, this is from the California, whatever you said, uh, Pastor Rubbles. Um, yeah, let's go with that. A 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the bottle, it reads that because as you were explaining, Members Mark often uses wine from other wineries, but they don't use the name. Yeah, so this is a pretty common practice with like especially with like Costco, like whenever yeah. you see um, 
people talk about, well, no, like this Kirkland brand is actually really yeah. good. And frequently they will use high-end suppliers for their name brand stuff. That, and, I, my uncle um, swears by Kirkland wine. Kirkland wine um, has merit to it. So I know for Tori C's bachelorette party, she bought like a case of Kirkland sparkling and that's Sweet. like what we drank for the first day and then we <laughs> ran out. <laughs> <laughs> It was a good day. Um, good, so, yeah. It is good. But like, there's some incentive for uh, wineries and other um, distilleries to do stuff like that because if they want to create some, um, some like, uh, like facade of low supply, you know. But like, obviously, they're not going to just let grapes die on the vine. Like, they're right. going to harvest everything. Um, if they find themselves with more supply than they want to, or than they think they have demand for, or than they want to have demand for, or like, sorry, that they, they want to keep their supply low, they have to do something with it. And so what they'll do sometimes is they'll sell it to, uh, under a different name to different suppliers, or like they'll have a deal with some like big box store and say like, okay, you can use our product, just don't use the name and give us money. Right. So that way, they're keeping the illusion of scarcity while not losing out on their product. Or at least not letting so it go to waste. It's not going to waste. They're still making a ton of money off of it. And, um, you know, they don't, they're not dinged by doing business <clears throat> with Sam's Club or Costco. Right. Okay. Well, so on the bottle it reads, aged for 10 months in American oak barrels, members mark, what was it? Paso, peso... Paso Robles. Paso Robles. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Showcases exceptional depth and structure. Experience rich flavors of black cherry and plum. Accentuated by hints of oak, leather, and vanilla. Enjoy this wine with grilled meats. Hard cheeses are decadent chocolates. Um, and then I looked up a... So you've got some Cheetos to eat with this, I assume. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do I, I have puffy Cheetos. Oh, actually, I got some um, Cheetos today at Sam's Club. Hey. Um, nice. The reading notes on reverse wines, not because normally we use total wines, wine notes, but obviously they don't carry yeah. this. Um, nope. So this one is from reverse wine snobs. Um, so not wine snobs? I don't know. Uh, Like. If they're reverse wine snobs and they don't want to drink stuff that's over like twenty or thirty dollars, I see. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So they're like hipsters where they only drink PBR. Sure. Okay, cool. Okay, so um, they say that this begins with pleasing aromas of black cherry and plum, along with hints of vanilla and spice. Taking a sip reveals a smooth, medium to full body cab, full of black cherry and plum, just like the nose, but quite juicy in the mouth. <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> <clears throat> You don't like things? Yeah, something about the phrase uh, juicy in the mouth, uh, it hit me wrong today. I love juicy things in my mouth. No. <laughs> I don't know what okay. your problem is, sister. Open it up. What do you think? Okay. let me. It's been a while since I've used this bottle opener. I feel like a total idiot right now. You're probably like watching me like, God bless, John. There we go. Look at me. I'm a... I... No. no okay. I did it. All right. No, I we'll work on your form later. It. It's all look. 
see it's it's nearly screwed in all the way i switched it over and i tried and it didn't wasn't enough yeah so you so you have like two you have that hinged part yeah yeah you press use that first and then when you have hinged it up as much as you can then you like back it up and use the bottom one that's what i was trying to do i know but you didn't do it shut up (laughs) all right Color. I mean, I have yet to see one where, like, I'm like, oh, this is distinctly different looking. They're all red. No, they're all the same kind of same color, whatever that means. Maybe if you had more light behind it, it would help. Well, that's what I did. I held it up to my um my my recording light to like shine through it with my clear glass provided by you. So let me give this a oh, little Oh, your go. Bucky's glass. Excellent. Yeah. It smells stronger than the others. Good, good, good. Um, But it's not, it's still not overwhelming. It's just got like a little bit of fruity smell to it. Yeah, it's kind of the same as like the last one where um, mm-hmm. the initial is just kind of smooth and it just comes off the tongue really smoothly. Okay. Um, This one's just like really mellow, really mellow and smooth. Yeah, say. do you wish you like had a steak to eat with it? Um, would this go well with steak? I could see that probably complimenting well. Uh, actually, you know what, now that I'm tasting it more, on like the roof of my mouth and the front edges of my tongue, there's like a sharp fruitiness in there that's kind of fun as it evaporates. So what do you think? How many tenths do you rate this one? <clears throat> um, I would give this at least a seven. That's good. Yeah. Is that like a seven and a smiley face or like just a flat seven? Seven flat. Okay. Like okay. I'm not on the edge of eight. Fair but enough. Six, six yeah. would be, six wouldn't be fair. So definitely a, a solid seven. Mm. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Success. See, I told you that would be something good to try if you were going to Sam's Club. Yeah. And it was less than $10 for a whole bottle. Excellent. How much? So for, for like an $8 bottle of wine? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. High quality. I would definitely rip through this with a friend. <laughs> Good. I think that's the most important thing about wine. It's like, would you share this with your friends? If I if this was a second bottle, oh, absolutely, easily. If we, <clears throat> if we were if we're going into a second bottle, and I was like, hey, you want the members mark Cabernet Sauvignon? I'd be like, oh hell yeah, let's do it. Oh man. Then I would fill my glass up high. <laughs> then you'd feel like garbage in the morning. That's okay. Because I did it with friends. Good, good. Yeah. It's a trade-off. It's a yeah. trade-off. Well, excellent. Another successful wine adventure for you. Yeah. Uh, we're getting, the, the. I would say that the, we're getting less low scores. Fewer low scores. Sure. So how neat is that? Pretty neat, I think. It's like growth, you know? Uh-huh. How fun. Super fun. So last episode, well, the last couple episodes, uh, did you read this article I sent? I did, Yeah. I didn't, so I've listened to some of their music, but I've never been like, they were just before my time. Uh, but apparently Oasis had an album cover where they yeah. sank a Rolls Royce into a pool. Mm-hmm. And this cost them a hundred thousand pounds. I frankly am shocked it only cost them a hundred thousand. I, well, so I was thinking about this. Okay. And like. For something like that, all you need is a roller with a decent body. Like it doesn't need to be a fully running vehicle. No, but I mean, if you if you're gonna have a Rolls Royce that is in as good of shape as that one is by appearances, then it's gonna run. Like, 
you wouldn't just you wouldn't just have a nice looking Rolls Royce like that that doesn't run at all. Like no one's going to put the amount of effort into one just to have it not run. And also that's a fairly contemporary one anyway. So um, obviously like I don't think they bought it new for this photo shoot, right? right? But but it's not like they took like a one from the 30s and yeah. sunk it, you know? Well, like does your grandma's Rolls Royce run? Like right now? Yeah. No, because it's getting restored. Okay, but before they started the process, was it running? Uh, it had been, like, unfortunately, just because we had, like, my parents had moved, Bill had moved, like, right. nobody had had turned it on for a while, but, like, before then, like, oh, before it, it went it, into storage. It, it got went, put away fine. It got put away, like, pretty fine. Like, it okay. needed work, but it but it ran, like, when we had it at our okay. house. Um, so. Okay. Uh, for, for clarification, this is their album, Be Here Now. And that was released in 1997, um, yeah. which, which has some bumps on it. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like just something that had popped up along uh, feed shortly after within a day or two of us recording the last episode that I saw this. That was really, it's a I really cool album I guess we've said Rolls Royce right? enough that like it's hit your algorithm. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really neat. Um, it's a really wild looking album cover. There's a lot going on in it, but the fact that they dunked more than half of a Rolls Royce into a swimming pool for a shoot is pretty, that's pretty rock and roll. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm not a Gallagher's fan, but, um, obviously they put out some, yeah, Nolan, Liam Gallagher of of Oasis, Uh, their brothers. They, yeah, they punch each other. Volatile relationship yeah. and their Manchester fans, which like oh yeah, so um, <laughs> clearly uneducated. <laughs> Sorry, Houston. Um, so I don't know where I, I had a point, but <laughs> like I'm not a Gallagher's fan, but I obviously I think everybody has an Oasis song that they like or two or three. There was um, a uh, they were kind of famous for just doing album covers that just had yeah, a lot. They have on. really cool this, album this covers was, for sure. Yeah, and this was like probably the most extravagant of all of them cuz you know, they put a Rolls-Royce in a swimming pool, but um I don't know, man. $100,000 seems like a steal to me for what what they're doing. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that any of our listeners who were born in the late 80s, early 90s, who did video game demos in the mid-90s, mid to late 90s, heavily identifies with Oasis because they were used in, like, soccer game demos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's probably how they know them, which is fun. It's probably. Just, it's, it's a yeah. fun little tidbit. It's also like anytime you're talking about iconic albums or records of the 90s, like you you can't not have Oasis in there. But, you know, I I get the art behind Duncan and Rolls, but I got to I got to wonder, you know, how many people called them thoughtless white trash for (laughs) putting Rolls in a swimming pool (laughs) rather than incredible brilliant artists. Yeah. Did anyone slap the taste out of their mouth for putting it in the swimming pool? No. This article is like talking about what a great artist this guy right is. yeah damn well, thanks patriarchy <laughs> um this also reminds me of the book stand on it did you ever read that i didn't actually it I was only, on my list but i didn't read it i only read it because um when i started working at the scca it became very clear to me that because i wasn't raised on motorsports and road racing um that at the very least i should have read that book 
Yeah, that was what they told me too. Um, so I, they're I like, did, you don't know SCCA racing. You need to do this. And yeah. Like, so I did. Okay. I read like I. It became my bathroom book. Um, I read <laughs> probably three quarters of it, and then I lost interest. Um, it was mm-hmm. right after the uh, the part where they went to the salt flats in Utah, and uh, a friend of theirs had had, had passed away. That was the as far as I got. But the stuff before it, some of it was actually pretty cool. And one of the stories within it is about how uh, they drove a car, a rental car, into a hotel pool. Well, yeah. I mean, if you've gotten the the walkaway insurance, why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's just what you... That's You're just totally customary, right about that. John. Yeah. <laughs> but and yeah. that's why you never buy used rental cars. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz you never know when it could have been put into a pool. Um but, but, yeah. but a lot of the stuff that I read was like, man, if I was in road if I was like involved in motorsports um in the 50s or 60s, that would have been me. Yeah, it I'd was a pretty right terrifying and exciting time to be in motorsports. Like without <laughs> a doubt, knowing who I am and the shenanigans that I got in especially when I was like in my early 20s, like without a doubt yeah, I don't think you would have made it out of the 50s or 60s alive <laughs> if you'd worked in motorsports then. <laughs> I'll have you know, I am quite resilient. I'm sure you are. And I think many, many skilled and awesome people didn't make it out of the 50s and 60s. No, you're, no, you're but, absolutely right. A lot of them did. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> a lot of those were like, you know what? I've probably done the same thing. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. kind of funny. So. In other news, our outline's mm-hmm. kind of like jibber jabber all over the place this it's week. It's because you did like eighty percent of it. Yeah. Well, th- sorry. No, I'm saying that like you, you're great at them. This I is just, just usually yeah. So this them. outline is just a stream of consciousness of crap that I found <laughs> yeah. over the last four days. Or sorry, did. buddy. Um, I spent at least ten hours over the weekend going through our archives. Did you? Our did. archives. Yeah. I love that we have archives now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We do. Um, so they're actually, um, uh, I had to, I had to coordinate with um, the Library of Congress mm-hmm. with for this um, to ensure. Yeah, I'm sure that they're very interested. Things in were, our... were properly documented and changes were properly uh, noted. Um, yeah, for history. Yep, and, and I had to work with Tori to make sure that our our uh, episode covers were properly curated. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tori. Yep. Um, the So supposedly one of our uh, episode covers is going to be uh, at the embassy in Kazakhstan. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 So. Which one? Uh, uh, season two. Is ep- it the one with hot dogs? Yes. <laughs> um so no i'm just kidding um so yeah no i did a bunch of cleaning i basically reformatted a bunch of stuff that we had and to try and reduce the size because we kept going over our limits for online storage Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. so for our year for the other podcasters out there doing this on zero budget what i did was I took our Audacity files and the single track files, I exported them into FLAC and saved them, which saved a bunch of space. 
Um, and then I don't the, know what that means, but I'm happy you do. Yeah. Uh, and then the multi-track Audacity files, I updated them into the newer current format, and I resaved and compressed them. And doing that together brought us from over 200 gigs to like down to 150. And I'm only into season two, like episode 12. Impressive. Yeah. So it's, it has saved a lot of space. So less money out of our pocket. And Woo-hoo. it really, if, if for any reason that we wanted to go back and remaster anything, we should be fine. <laughs> remaster. Yeah. So yeah. maybe for our fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> when when like when there's a um when they do a a ten tenths multiverse convention. Yes, exactly. If there's ever a convention, historic. I'm gonna be in panel after panel explaining all the bullshit technical stuff that I've had to do. That's true. You will. <laughs> and it's and because be like India, what do you have to offer this conversation? I'll be like, um, puns. <clears throat> But see, like, my panels aren't going to be like, this is how you should do it. They're going to be like, the whole time it's going to be like, please explain what you did so we don't do that. <laughs> it's just going to be a whole lot I of that. I think that needs to be, like, something we work out with Robbie and Adam. It's like, hey, if you guys are ever at a convention and you need someone to intro you, please can we do it? <laughs> <laughs> like, Do we intro them as we're recording an episode? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and I think we say like, you know, they really liked what we were doing and they thought they'd spin off and do a motorsports version. So welcome to Intense Guys. One of the things I don't regret is giving Ten Tents podcast a inviting them to be a special presenter at a convention. No, that was great. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> I don't regret that at all to this day. No, as that a was convention really manager, I am one hundred percent happy that that's that is a a option that I did and that uh yeah, I'm glad that I did that. I believe so. That was a yeah. lot of fun. <laughs> so I hear you uh have some jewelry on your list of things to buy. Some jewelry? Jewelry. Jewelry. Yeah. Did so, I say it wrong? No. Are you just, making fun of me? I'm just being an idiot. Oh, damn it. I don't even know where that's from anymore. It's a reference that is years old. So, um, oh. the Gambler 500, which some of you know, um, I am a award-winning gambler participant. It's true. Yep. They just released their 2020, their 2021 Gambler ring. And it's a beaut, I gotta say. It's it's quite outrageous. It is a fist with G500 on it. Um, one of the signs reads, kill all litter bugs. Mm-hmm. And I can't quite read. The other one says, throw trash... Something hands throw not, trash throw hands. I don't know. I was hoping you knew what it said because I, I yeah that one it. I'm not quite sure what that. And then one of but the rings reads dick. I don't know the exact. Yeah. Well, so you one can of either the, get a Gambler 500 ring, you can get a G 500 ring, or you can get one that just says dick. Yeah, and it's all it's all engraved backwards, so that when you yeah. like. If you want to use it like a signet ring, you could. If you wanted to just punch someone in the face and leave a mark, I guess it could. Yeah, no, when you punch garbage. Why are you punching garbage? Because Gambler 500... I think that's how you get tetanus. Gambler 500 hates garbage. Oh, but that's how you get tetanus, though. Yeah, well, you know, you got to make sacrifices. Fair enough. Get your boosters. 
Yeah, I would highly recommend getting all your vaccinations before going on a Gambler 500. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially if it Maybe involves Maybe even wildlife. a rabies for good measure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just kind of fun and kind of silly. I think it's cool. It's only 50 bucks. Yeah, no. I, like, if I, it's very accessible. I might end up getting If I do another Gambler this year, I might end up getting I didn't really know about this because I've only done the Kansas chapter stuff and they sell merchandise as well that is chapter specific so i've never mm-hmm. felt the i've never had the compulsion to get overall gambler stuff because i've never i would love to go do an og gambler which is supposed to be an insane event they have something like 900 people that participate it's it's freaking bonkers i think it's rad um what a great concept <laughs> and like just playful all around yeah but yeah i love that they're doing rings i think that's great yeah um and then speaking of gambler they recently put out a a a really cool uh post on instagram uh that has to do with pride month and it's basically it's essentially it's it's flat out it reads that to anybody boycotting brands for supporting pride please add us to your (laughs) list which happily add us to your list yeah which for those of you don't necessarily completely understand the gambler um they have like four or five rules but rule number one of the gambler 500 is don't be a dick mm-hmm. it's and a good rule yeah it is and so that's a, a a huge component of it it's don't be a dick to each other don't be a dick to the environment don't be a dick to don't other. be a dick in general yeah and so you know they take that very seriously and, and the same thing was was fostered in the Kansas gambler that we went. To. Excellent. And you know what? For the record, um, if you are boycotting any brands or groups or anything for pride, feel free to add us to your list. Too, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like all my friends. Like I've always been like very supportive of all that, especially like when I was in high school, I was one of the, uh, I, I wasn't heavily active, uh, but I was one of the initial members of, the gsa in the mm-hmm. in the gsa chapter of my high school yeah and i was in that in college yeah it was it was the first time that they had it and this is already a pretty this is like the suburbs of chicago so it was already pretty liberal but like mm-hmm. we were the first like like it was there was only like one or two openly gay kids in our high school and like i always can especially like after like sophomore year i very much considered myself like the anti-bully mm-hmm or a bully's bully um and like a bully of bully bullies yeah because like there was times when like because when you say a bully's bully it kind of sounds like the guy's gal you know oh yeah no yeah bullies dig you like i would see bullies picking on kids who like because like in that area especially the kids who had like mental deficiencies and stuff like that they would mix them into the classes Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's Steve. Steve's a little bit different, but he's cool. He's good people. Leave him alone. Or, mm-hmm. hey, better yet, be his friend. Um, yeah. And so I would see kids, like, picking on them. And, like, I had zero tolerance for that. Like, I was ready to throw hands anytime I saw something like that. And the same thing applied to, like, any of, like, my friends who might be different or something. And it was just like, like, and I wasn't big or, I mean, like, I was, like, 5'10", like, 200 pounds, but... I wasn't like yoked or anything like that, but I was still just willing to be like, I will make it a problem for everybody if this is an issue. Um, mm-hmm. So like that, it's always been something that even from when I was, you know, young was always a big thing that I was 
looked out for. Yeah, and I think my parents were the same way in that like, you know, hey, people who are different, like nobody is better or worse, they're just different. And it's not for you to ever judge or make fun of or insult somebody just because they're different from you. And like we would go, we went to gay pride parades when we were not like tiny kids, right? But like pretty young. So like it was a pretty normal part of our growing up to be around people um, from that community. And so I think, you know, we, it it was never, it would have never occurred to me to discriminate against them for being gay or, or bi or trans or anything, you know, it's just like, Oh, okay. Hey, that's, that's you. That's what you're doing. Cool. Good for you. And I'm over here doing what I do. (laughs) Like, you know, but I mean, I think we grew up in downtown Atlanta. That was a much different environment, I think, than a lot of people grow up. And, right. you know, we were, we had friends that were identified in different ways and not everybody grows up like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But my, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it was always really fun to bring my friends in college, like to their first pride parade. Ooh, it's like, no, like, and I've this never is, actually this been is to fun. One. You haven't? No, oh, we it's should just, go. It never came up. And like when I was younger and like, would have been much more compelled to go to something like that. I was in the Marine Corps and I was stationed in mm-hmm. like remote areas. So like the opportunity oh, yeah. was never so there. No pride parades there. Yeah. It's not that that like that they wouldn't be okay with that. It was just like they just it wasn't. I was I was in like 29 Palms in the middle of the Mojave Desert or like yeah. Camp Lejeune just in a regular random town. No, not near any city center. Um, I think so, the like, first gay wedding I went to was. I was still in high school. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah, I went with my parents to this lesbian wedding, and it was so fun. Yeah, no, it just, the opportunity never came up, and then uh, I haven't lived in a big enough city since then to be able to attend one. Like, But, like, back in, like, high school and stuff like that, uh, especially, like, senior year uh, and after, uh, I I lived with my dad, and he was really cool with, like, having other kids, me having a bunch of kids over. Uh, and we had, like party and stuff like that, but the thing was always like he didn't care what you were. Mm-hmm. Like if you were a good kid, you were a good kid. If you were a troubled kid, you were a troubled kid. It didn't matter. He just loved everybody, and yeah, uh, like which is how it should be. Yeah, and so like somehow like I ne- I never went out and seeked or sought out kids like that, but like somehow they just collected at our place, and like I would come home and there'd be kids just hanging out with my dad. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it was just like after school, like I'd go do something and then I'd come home and like there'd be like two or three kids just hanging out there because like they knew that like it was a safe space and the like, yeah, because if you're not them. getting that at home, like, right, you need to get that somewhere. So, um, all this to say, you know, John and I both stand with our LGBTQIA plus friends and dozen and anyone else out there. Um, Love you guys. We have your back. Um, yeah. And, you know, happy pride. I think it's really exciting. And didn't you get uh, Pickle a little pride present? Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, uh, there's uh, Target. Target has gone all out. And some of the gays on like TikTok and stuff like that have been like, wow, Target, you were kind of going overboard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had like a little gay cat house. It's like a little uh, rainbow cat house. It's yeah. so cute. <laughs> That'll probably be our next um, album cover or episode cover. Perfect. But yeah, uh, Pickle loves it. He hangs out in a lot. And I think it's fair well, to say that, of pride. that 
then him and him and him and Spike are pretty prison gay. <laughs> oh no, that's not a thing. <laughs> We're not speaking that into existence. <laughs> John Mulaney has a whole bit on it. It's pretty good about about I a know, girlfriend's but cats. I feel like you're you're missing some like elements of consent in in that. Kind no, of no, 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 no. In a consensual prison gay situation, okay. where like both parties are like, look, man. I have needs, you have needs, let's be partners. And it's like, yeah, I got you, man. Well, speaking of that scenario, speaking uh, you of found prison some gay. pride. You found some uh pride content uh, from yeah, an unusual source. Our, uh Reddit R slash USMC, which is a trip. Um <laughs> for like United uh, States Marine Corps for the uninitiated. Yeah. Has had like a week's worth of like pro pride stuff but it's just the usual like calling each other gay stuff so i selected a few for you to 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 catch your opinion on okay so the first one is happy pride month to the core's favorite lgbtq plus couple uh, do we know them are they our friends so they're from a youtube series called terminal lance uh, called what terminal lance terminal lance uh-huh so terminal lance corporal uh which is it's basically like you're stuck at a non NCO rank. You're not you're not getting promoted and you're gonna get out after your initial four years of not getting promoted into a high rank. Is that um, what happened to you? That my situation was kinda weird. Um they're like, Hey, you're kinda fat, so we're not gonna promote you and then like as soon as <laughs> That's then, mean. Are you serious? I swear to God. Yeah. They my, told you you were too fat to promote? Yeah, no, that's how it works. Uh, my maximum weight at five eleven was like one hundred and ninety eight pounds, and I was always like two hundred five, two ten. Um, that's so mean. Well, that's just how it is. There's height and weight standards. John, I think you're great just the way Thank you are. Thank you, I appreciate it. But as soon as I got, as soon as like I got out of the battalion, um, they pushed my paperwork through and they promoted me and they gave me a Navy Achievement Medal for all the stuff I did. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I still became an NCO, but at the same time, like I was running the shop in my, at least my last year. So like in all, like I didn't wear the rank, but like they treated me like I did. Um, they gave me the responsibilities. I got a bunch of like letters of accommodation and stuff like that. So like nobody fucked with me like they do with most of the fat guys. Um, Cause they're all like, John <laughs> knows what awful. the fuck he's doing. They're like, so like, I just never got, unless I went like somewhere way outside of the battalion and just got randomly stopped by some dickhead um i never got harassed over it because they were like no john bully the fat guys oh yeah yeah yeah. but like the thing was is like i could still run a good pft physical fitness test and like i did really well in martial arts and i could shoot really well so and i was also very proficient at my job so they're like yeah john's kind of fat but like he does everything else really well so you know you guys need designated huggers so bad yeah (laughs) no it was like there's a lot of mixed emotions about it but like it's whatever at this point but like i still got the promotion i still got the medal and all that other stuff so it's whatever so wait are they a couple no they're not a real couple oh it's just a joke oh okay sorry they don't look happy to be together. So oh, no, that's just a clip from so. they made a series of YouTube videos that are satirical of the plights of lower ranks and first term enlistment mm, gotcha. Marines. So it's very okay. in the know joke stuff. So the second one is PFT season is almost over. Get it while you can. Winky face. What's, you only do 
and then physical there's fitness a, test during one season yeah there's pft season because part of the yeah. year you do the physical fitness test the other part of the year you do the combat fitness test or combat readiness test or whatever it was I like all the butterflies. Yeah, so this one is a guy doing crunches, and you have to have somebody holding your legs. Um, and it says a forbidden love story. Why is he hugging his legs like that? Because you have to do crunches in a specific form to be able to c- properly moderate it. I've never seen anyone hold someone for crunches like this. Go watch the Marines. Doesn't. This guy is like bear hugging this dude's calves. Yeah, and you, have like- to, you have to sit on their feet, hug their calves, you gotta pull their shins in your nuts, and then their butt has to be against your forearms. But like his, like he's like straddling him. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the thing Why? is, is that the tighter that you pull the person in, the easier it is for them. So if you're a bro, you're you're holding on tight, and you're probably also skipping numbers because you're the one counting for him. So it's like one, two, three, eight, twelve. What you cheated this? Oh, yeah, everybody cheated. <laughs> what? I thought you guys were supposed to be, like, honorable and whatnot. Honor, courage, commitment? Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. It's a PFT. They, like, some units <laughs> will, like, PFT the shit out of you just be dick. So by that point, you're just like, whatever. Fuck it. I don't care. Well, so the guy doing the sit-ups is, like, he's definitely struggling, but he, like, the way the, well, the way his face is contorted looks like he's in smiling. He looks like he's smiling. <laughs> it a hundred crunches in two minutes? Yeah. If you do crunches Ew. regularly, it's not hard. Crunches or sit-ups? Crunches. Oh, okay. Crunches. But very specific You don't need form. that much support to Ve- do no, a no, 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 no. It's the same thing with like how like where like, like maximum score for the PFT is 20 pull-ups. And if you watch a CrossFitter do pull-ups, you'd be like, oh yeah, it's no problem. But then the Marine Corps has a very specific standard on how to do it. Which is significantly uh, shots different. Shots fired, CrossFitters. Oh no, no, no! If you compare the two, like there's, there's, there's a way to do pull-ups, and there's a way to do something else. So, there's a way to do like muscle-ups, which is what a lot of them do. And like the CrossFit championships, like the last couple of years, they've gotten way more strict on what is a pull-up. Anyway, so this dude's like majorly hugging into this other dude, mm-hmm. and like he has a talk bubble that says "You're so cute" heart emoji. <laughs> And the other guy has one that says, I love you. And I guess like you would have to have Aww. like a pretty close relationship with somebody, right? To be like that intimate with them. You no, know? that's pretty like if unless you're a total fucking dirtbag, then like <laughs> like you're going to you're going to help out another Marine doing the PFT and you're going to give them the, the proper physical support that they need to. Oh, so you don't have like a designated like hug buddy. Well, usually you do the PFT with your platoon. So you just pick somebody that you're already cool with. It's just like, hey, do you want to be partners for this? Yeah, cool. Okay. And usually you go with somebody that's like similar in size. And that's just kind of how it is. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So I feel like when you post the the cover for this on our Instagram, you should be included. Yeah, you should include these so people can swipe and see them. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, the next one I have a lot of questions about. So this one's titled, Since the Other Guys Did It, dot, 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 because of the other ones that we just talked about. I don't understand what they're doing here. So, <laughs> they're grappling. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> How is that grappling? That's looks grappling. So, weird. so the guy on top. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't, he, it's two dudes who are like down in the mud and one dude is on his back on the ground and he's like 
trying to push this dude's face away from his face. And the other dude is just on top of him, yeah. gripping his head and mm-hmm. clearly trying to kiss him. This does so, not look consensual, John. So the I'm guy on top this. has control. He does is, he, though? Yeah, he's up over the other guy's hips. So the other guy has to do a lot to try and squirm out of that. Um, and one of the things that he's doing is he's like bracing the other guy's throat and chin with his forearm, trying to use head control to like move him into a different position while the other guy is trying to, it looks like he's trying to get head control on the other guy, probably to try and do like some sort of cross arm choke or something like that. You did this grappling. Oh yeah. yeah. No. So like. Part of like Marine Corps martial arts was uh, a big part of it was grappling. Marine Corps martial arts is basically like if you were gonna go, if you were actually put into combat, this is that this is some way to actually survive if you got into hand to hand combat. Which again, like uh, talking about previously, of like why I didn't mess with, like I was one of the few people, at least in my battalion, who wasn't an NCO or above who had a green belt. Is that a good belt? It's a, it's it's like once you get the green belt, it's like okay, they kind of they they, they kind of knows a decent amount of like striking and ground combat and like different types of martial arts. So like I knew how to like do like it'd probably be like a year's worth of like mixed martial arts training or something in comparison. Maybe I don't know because I I never I, it's hard to say. Um, but like we would do battalion level sparring competitions each year where each company picks like 10 dudes and they throw all they out of the four or five companies and they throw us all in a pit together. And then we just go at it as a team. And what? yeah. So I did that for two so or three years. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. They just drop you in a pit and they just say, have at it boys. Yeah. So usually it was no striking, no major striking. It was all grappling. So like wrestling. So how like, do you know it's over? So uh, you either tap or knock the people out of the big ring. Um, and for us, it was like a 50 by 50. They would chop up tires and you would fight in these like rubber pits that were like, it was like three, four inches of rubber. What? It was really kind of wonky to walk on, but it made good for like, if you were doing like uh, takedown exercises, it was a soft surface to land on. Um and so god the more i learned about the military the more i'm just like it's the weirdest thing it was awesome um so this picture so they would has well so they would put like 40 of us into a pit and have us basically fight till there is one company standing and the two or three years that i did it i never got tapped out never got pushed out just because like i was good on technique and i never panicked gotcha so this is this looks like some sort of grappling thing that they're doing. Uh, but I beca- guess to you it does. To me, it just looks really strange. Yeah. <laughs> like that was my first question. The I overlays like, are amazing. I don't amazing. know what's supposed to be happening here. But the overlays look amazing because one of them is saying yeah. "I love you," the other one saying "Kiss me," and then it says Fifty Shades of Green." Yeah. <laughs> terrible no part of this looks consensual <laughs> he's just playing hard to get no that's not a thing <laughs> uh so i told my family this when we were touring uh this fort in uh fernandina beach when uh-huh. we walked past like 
the living quarters because they had like full-size beds not twin-size beds and then there was a debate about like well were they sharing beds like what was this for yeah. and <laughs> yeah we're, and we're my mom was like i think for. if you were there were twin-size beds we only got full-size who gets a twin-size that must be for officers i don't know but the question then became like are they sharing beds with each other what's the deal like wouldn't there be some kind of Dude, like, I feel like in that time, like there would have been some amount of like two dudes don't need to sleep oh, together. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, shit, no, up until like the 50s or 60s, baseball players when they went on tour would share a bed. Cool. Um, but so I, I told my family, I was like, look, the more John tells me about his mm-hmm. time in the Marines, the gayer everything sounds. And like, honestly, good for them. But yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. What's funny <laughs> just, is... um. When I went in, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally straight. And then, like, by the time I got out, just from maturing, not necessarily influenced from the Marine Corps, like, towards the end, I was like, you know what? I'm probably not completely straight. Well, I mean, sexuality is a spectrum, right? Like. Well, now, like, now I would say, like, I probably heavily lean towards, like, being bi. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was interesting, like, during my time in that I was like, yeah, I could see how some guys are kind of cute. I mean that makes sense right like a bunch of dudes that all they do is work out and grapple yeah although it really <laughs> wasn't many of them that were i i don't think there was anybody that i served with or was like oh i'm attracted to them it was people outside of it that's fair so joe if you're listening though, like, i'm sorry buddy <laughs> i like the more i hear about it though the more i'm just amazed that like gays in the military was ever a question it's like oh obviously. yeah no like we you had them are- we like we had them when i was in and it was all just like i don't give a shit dude we fucking we've seen yeah it's like how many of you actually care about this i didn't i never cared i never cared and i never heard anybody making an issue out of it and there's a couple dudes that i served with where it's like yeah that guy's that that dude's probably gay and it was just like it was whatever we didn't care um because like um what is it like in full metal jacket there's a quote where he's like i don't care if you're blah 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 and he uses a bunch of slurs um he's like i hate all of you equally (laughs) like imagine imagine like your biggest racist your biggest homophobe your biggest sexist your biggest whatever is i am that he's like i'm all of those yeah i'm all of those i hate every one of you motherfuckers i want to murder all of you i don't care what you look like i don't care who you fuck I'm going to murder you. It's my job. It is the sole reason that I live to murder you and make your life miserable. And that was boot camp for me. Didn't they actually like have a guy who was a consultant and they were like, dude, you should just do all these speeches because you know what they say. Yeah, that was um, that was like a legitimate drill sergeant. Like, are you talking about like in training or like in media? No, like in the movie. Oh, yeah. Arlie Army. That was the guy. Yeah. He always <laughs> portrayed like, that right. guy. He is famous for portraying. He was he was an actual real Marine, but he is yeah. famous as an actor for portraying um, a drill instructor in uh, Full Metal Jacket. And he's the you one know, that gave that speech just, where he's like, I hate all you motherfuckers. All of this just tells me you guys more than ever really just need designated huggers. Yeah, whatever. So that's neat. Your friend just came out officially. I know. I was about to say, you just like came out on your yeah, podcast. How, How are you that? feeling? I'm fine. I really don't think that there's many people that listen to this that are going to be like, oh my God. No. So anyway, happy pride to everybody. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, happy Pride, everybody. I think it's pretty obvious that India and I are definitely allies, and I'm somewhere in the mix. So if you ever need somebody to talk to, feel free to reach out to one of us. Um, and I think it's, I think this you. is probably like one of the only few things that we'll really ever talk about, just because it's such a like this is something that is within our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like a lot of those people have either been legally recognized or are still fighting to be fully legally recognized. And so like this is still a relevant matter of just basic human yeah, rights. Yeah, for sure. And the other stuff is like stuff that's been fought over and like we're not a political thing. Um, but, th- but this I would say is definitely a part of our identities and part of our makeup of like growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and is much more relevant to from what I understand is our demographic. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, you know, our generation was one of the first that really, not the first, obviously, but like, I think our friends felt safer coming out than yeah. previous generations would have. And so, you know, certainly not everybody had this experience, but I think, you know, every everyone that I I know that has come out, I guess, that is close to me, has had a very supportive experience with yeah. it. And yeah. that isn't the case for everybody, um, but it's definitely getting better. And especially when you talk about um, people who are trans, you know, making that transition, I think, isn't as supportive now as it could yeah. be. It's, but it's I really feel like the, the whole trans thing is very similar to like what we experienced when we were in the late 90s, early 2000s with our, our gay and lesbian and bi friends. Um, for sure because like for a really good example is i'm gonna call them steve when i was 17 steve came out uh Mm -hmm. and they came out to me and they hung out with like one group of friends and they hung out with me and and my group of friends was a bunch of group of friends um so i everybody had their own group of friends but then they also knew me and then when they go hang out with me they would hang out with a bunch of people who were small pockets of other friend groups and mm-hmm. um, so it was a huge melting pot. And so one day it was just like, hey, everybody, Steve's gay. And everybody's like, cool. We love Steve. Okay. Steve's cool. Um, and Steve was and Steve was just like, Steve never came out to anybody. Steve and their partner, who was also a good friend of mine, were always just like, I'm just going to do this and they'll eventually figure it out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just like one day, like they told me and I was like, hey, can I tell like my group? And they're like, yeah, that's cool. So I told him. And then they showed him. And I was like, hey, Steve, I still like you. You're cool. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and it was like a bunch of straight suburban kids. And then recently. Like, Steve, like, nothing's I'm, changed. You're still our Steve. Yeah, yeah. And I still wish that I had that same group in Chicago. I still do. Mm-hmm. But the only time that all those people ever hang out is when I come to town. Like, I'll come to town <laughs> once every couple of years. And I'll hit up all these random people. I'm like, hey, let's all party. Yeah, like a bunch of kids that like only ever party together in high school because of me will all party Mm -hmm. again because of me, which is really weird. But now it's like, hey, um, uh, Steve, Steve is now Cindy. Mm -hmm. And like, I know that if I did that again, all those people would again be like, cool. What's up, Cindy? Cool. Nice to meet you. Hey, Cindy. Yeah. But they just recently did that in the last couple of years that they told me. Yeah. It was like, hey, I'm this. And, uh. It's still the same for at least for them. It's still the same mentality where it's like, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to transition and other people can figure out. But for some reason, they're like, they at least felt comfortable enough to confide in me. 
mm-hmm. to be able to talk about it, which has yeah. always been because everybody needs that that support. You know, anytime you do anything big in your life, you need yeah. your yeah. you know your family that you choose to support you. Yeah, and I've told you about this person much more in depth. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I remember my grandmother and I would always have really frank conversations about modern social issues and things like that. And, you know, we had never discussed people transitioning until maybe like the last year and a half of her life or so. And I always really appreciated how that conversation went was that she she just said something like, I just don't really understand it. And not like a not like a I like I'm angry about this, but like I, I genuinely don't understand. And I, you know, oversimplified it for her, but I was essentially like, you know, okay, you know, in college people called you Sue. Her name was Susan. Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, I hated it when they called me Sue. And I was like, right. Like you didn't feel like you were a Sue. Like you felt like you were a Susan. That uh-huh. When people called you Sue and introduced you as Sue, it didn't feel right to you because that's not who you felt like you were as a person. She's like, yeah, I get that. And I was like, okay, this is like that, but on a much bigger, more complex scale. Right. But essentially, this person does not identify as, you know, this person. They identify as that person. And they would prefer it if people identified them as such. And it's just that's how they feel the most themselves. That's Mm -hmm. how they feel happiest. And it is similar to how you felt when you were asking people to call you Susan rather than Sue. And I know it doesn't like that is a massive oversimplification. It is much more oh, complex yeah, than that. Absolutely. But but that was something that she thought about for a second and she was like, you know what? I understand that. I get that. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like that's fine. People should people should be who they feel like they should be. Yeah, absolutely. It's really it's um um talking about Steve. I haven't I had a, I haven't had the chance to just because we haven't hung out in person again, but um mm-hmm. And they don't really listen to this podcast, but it's it, like I would I would give them a hard time because they had to come out to me twice. Yeah, like in a ribbing way, like like girl, you already <laughs> you already did it once, <laughs> and they did yeah. it to me when I was like we were drinking heavily and I was fucking hammered, and they came out and I was so hammered, I was too hammered to appropriately respond. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I'm, I, and I just aired on the side of caution where it's like, I'm not going to say a whole lot because it's yeah. like, this is like, you're dropping a bomb on me. And I'm like, part of it is mostly just because I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. And like, I texted them the next day where it's just like, hey, I'm super excited because now I get to know a new you. Yeah, exactly. But it was still just like, God damn it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you could have told me this a long time ago and i even like awkwardly asked them the same dumbass questions that like somebody would ask when somebody comes out to them like well when you do no and do 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 and all this other dumbass yeah. shit and it's just like like i was just so fucking hammered that i was just like oh god like i don't even know how to like appropriately comprehend any of this <laughs> yeah. um, i never thought any less of them if anything i love them more because they were able to confide in me well it's something there's something really in brooklyn 99 has has the best quote about this and i i if i tried to recount it i would butcher it but i'm sure many of our doesn't know this quote but like there's something just really exciting and incredible about like hey i haven't been myself and i'm gonna show you who I am. And for the first time, I'm going to be really honest about who I am and what I want. Yeah. And like, I think that's really exciting. It's like, yeah. 
yes, show me who you are. Like I, I have loved this fragment of you for so long and now like I get to see the entire picture. Yes, of who you are yeah, that's person. totally how like, I feel about it. Where it's just like, oh, so you're telling me that the person that I love, I've only actually known 50, 20, 80% of them. And mm-hmm. now there's a whole nother part of them that I get to learn and meet. Fuck yeah, yeah. it's Let's exciting. Let's do it. Let's go on this Hell journey yeah. together. So again, um, our listeners, if you're one of those people and, and there's somebody that like you, shit, if you, this is your first episode and you need somebody to come out to, or you just like want somebody that like doesn't give a shit, hit us up. <laughs> um, I would love to get to know those people more. Or you want to like have somebody just squeal and jump up and down and tell you how much they love you. Yeah, that's too. Yeah, like, yeah. Like we are those just, people. If you want somebody <laughs> that will support you just for who you are, I don't care. And even if like you're like, hey, you know what? I am super straight. Even that, I don't give a shit. Tell me, like whatever <laughs> you are, I don't care, dude. Because that was the thing. Like when I, I was would in high say school. that, except for like I think if Megan Rapino called me up and she was like, "Yo, India." I know I'm engaged and you're married, but like, let's go to dinner. Who? I would have to think long and hard about saying no to that. Megan Rapinoe. Who's that? Oh my gosh. Just this superstar from the U.S. women's national soccer team. Like, she's amazing. Is she the one that's a dick? No. I think if you're a misogynist, she's a dick. No, 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 no. Who am I thinking of from women's soccer who's like a dirtbag player? Oh, you might be thinking of Hope Solo. She's ah, uh, yep, that's who it is. Yeah, oh, domestic Rapino, violence is she's in there. So cute. Megan Rapino. Oh, I yeah. love her. If she's Megan Rapino asked me to dinner, bird. I would say yes. Right? Same. I would also say I yes. I have. This has been my opinion since I was like fifteen. If Patrick Swayze asked me to dinner, immediate yes. He's he's dead. Charles. I know that India. <laughs> I'm sorry. How dare you remind me? I had to make sure. Shut is up. that like Patrick Swayze in his prime or is that like Patrick Swayze? Dirty dancing day? Patrick Swayze. Oh. Oh, see, you just didn't fucking like, dreamboat. Yeah. Swayze never did it for me. Johnny. Oh. God that movie it. never did it for Nobody me. He was just kind of, kind of a jerk. What? He was kind of a jerk. How? And I'm like. He stood up for Look eventually, 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 there were lots of crappy men in that movie. Don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, but Johnny was the best. Look at how he how he how he handled his partner, his dance partner. Yeah, how, but he how, wasn't nice to how baby. He got shit all over when he tried to help her get an abortion and it went wrong. And he was like, oh, God, we have to do something and fix this. And he got baby's dad to come help. And then, and then baby's dad was like, you fucking dirtbag. You got your girlfriend knocked up and you you got her back alley abortion. And he's like, that I would do anything for. This isn't my girlfriend. This is my buddy that I'm just looking out for. You know, like, he was a good guy. All right. I've clearly struck a nerve here. So oh, we God can just damn. Be- you're right. I could talk about dirty dancing for hours. I could definitely <laughs> okay. do a a ten dances podcast. Well, you should start it. I no, 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 no. Shut up. Ten lifts. <laughs> ten lifts podcast. Ten, ten lifts podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, happy Anywho. pride, everybody. Okay. Okay. We are okay. moving okay. on. Okay. Back <laughs> to where eventually motorsports. this eventually this will be a camping podcast or a motorsports podcast. God. So fun, interesting things. Having to do with motorsports. <laughs> Back there, on the rails. Now. There's now a portable car hoist. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the thing. It's a two-post lift on a trailer. 
don't like this. This is interesting. It looks really precarious, and I'm, I'm, I don't <laughs> like it. I will watch someone use this, but I yeah. don't want my car to um, So be some on of the it. video that I've seen of it is that it breaks down and really spreads load. So, like, the mm-hmm. tires and everything come up. But at the same time, it's still just, like, none of this is secured to the ground. This is still kind of sketchy. But, but essentially, it is a two-post car lift built into the frame of a single-axle trailer. Don't like it. Nope. And it sells for $9,600. Don't like it. No. Um, Do you trust this, John? <sighs> What's if it we're called? Just talking about, it? If we're just talking about sports cars... Yes. Like the tiniest Miata ever? Yeah, like Miatas, the Versa, Corvettes, S2000s. Yeah. Um, yeah. A Charger. Ooh, no. John's looking at dozen. John is looking at portablecarhoist.com. Yeah. It's, uh, so John, I posted, I posted a uh, TikTok of it on the um, 10 Tents Consortium Facebook group. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. What response did that get? I was just like, hey, how long until this shows up a national event? Because it kind of seems like a no-brainer for those. Because they already bring portable dynos and stuff. So mm-hmm. why not bring a portable lift? And some people are saying, like, some of the bigger drag races, this is already showing up. Yikes. Which is crazy. But, yeah, it's a thing that, that this exists. The thing that is the scariest to me is the portable semi-hoist. And they have a nope. dump truck. On two of these things. Nope, don't like that. Which is freaking bongers. Nope. They claim that the combined lifting capacities of two of these is 76,000 pounds. Don't trust it. Yeah. Nope. Dude, I would be so sketched out watching something like this in operation for a, yeah. for a dump truck. I'd be like, what the fuck? What do you. I think the. Who's doing the what? Thing that- where that you need a. Four pulls lift in the middle of nowhere for a dump truck. Just put it on a trailer or a tow truck and take it somewhere and bring a new dump truck. Yeah. I don't, the thing I really don't like that does not inspire any confidence for me is that they have a scrolling testimonials ticker at the bottom. Yeah. And they use the <laughs> same guy's picture for each <laughs> testimonial. Like different name, different they didn't words. Even try. They, but it's the same guy's <laughs> picture. And I'm just like, <laughs> uh, you know, there's not an attention to detail here that makes me feel good about lifting my car up on this thing. Yeah. It's dude, just not. Don't like, feel good about it. Like I said, I could see like, and it's still a WordPress site. Like if you look at the tab and it's a yeah, WordPress logo. I saw that too. Also does not <laughs> inspire. And I use WordPress, but like that does not inspire confidence. If you're a full blown business. Oof. Maybe don't have the WordPress logo as your um, icon thing. Dude. This thing's. I don't even know what to don't say. Don't like it. Just, move, uh, just move on. <laughs> the, the 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 way that the that they use the frame of a trailer as the base to take the load and spread it is just it's intimidating. Nope. And doesn't if you use one of these things, I kind of want to talk to you because I have questions. Yeah, I would too. Like, how much did it wobble? What happens when wind hits? I couldn't imagine using something like this in Kansas where the wind is constantly going. No. That would be terrifying. Yeah. I, I couldn't like imagine it. like running this at Heartland Motorsports Park in the middle of the paddock and you get a strong gust and your like tiny ass car starts weeble wobbling all over the place. Nope. That'd be nope, frightening. I don't like it. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. Uh. 
So moving on into more motorsports, Gridlife Alpine Festival has announced their music lineup. And um, Music festivals again. Yeah, music festivals again. And cars drifting. All that cool jazz. Uh, you know what? I'm not kind of. I do. I indubitably uh, dig this lineup. So the headliner is Suicide Boys, which are fucking amazing. I love the Suicide Boys. They're a great. They're a great group. I like them. Good Excellent. stuff. I know you don't and listen to them. You're what? like I have. You're like I have no idea who they are. No, I'm so old. Um, but then we have boomer. Lupe Fiasco. Lupe which, Fiasco. Like, everybody knows them. Flostradamus. I don't know who the fuck they are. I don't know, but that's a pretty great name. Yeah, it is. I give him props for that. Um, they're look. Do you remember the um the Canadian rap where he's like zoom zoom now? Uh, no, John. I think you know how I feel about Canadian things. But I think the one that you and I very much want to care about is Young Gravy. <laughs> I think this is so funny because I can't tell if Young Gravy is more than like a meme artist. And like, I don't know that he, like, I don't think he has to be necessarily. Like, I think you can be a TikTok meme artist and still be like successful and happy. But right. I just, I just want to know no, which I, If I remember correctly, Young Gravy was a meme rap. I would have to refer to my cousin Atlanta, who's pretty up on certain meme raptors. Like he, re- he introduced me to Little Toenail, which has some oh, amazing tracks. Ew. But Young Gravy, if I remember correctly, was an established meme rapper before TikTok, but TikTok helped him out hugely. Oh, okay. So he is a meme rapper. Like he just, it's it's sound bites. In my brain lore, he is a meme rapper. Your head cannon. Yeah. Um, So, but to me, Suicide Boys being the headliner is amazing news because I am a huge fan of Florida rap. Okay. Like I am I love it. Like um Buffet Boys, uh Puya, Shakewell, and uh that whole gang, like and Suicide Boys and like Ghost Mean and all those all those cats, like I love their music and Suicide Boys is closely uh associated with them. So for somebody like Suicide Boys to get a pretty good festival headline that far west is pretty cool. I'm I'm a fan of it. I think it's really amazing. Uh, oh, and Fat Nick, I can't not. Uh, Booby Lutavia. Oh my God, all those guys are amazing. I feel so old. I don't it's know super ratchet, dumbass music. They probably say very terrible awful lyrics that you would find in any rap music but they're a bunch of white kids from somewhere on the east coast of florida um <laughs> okay <laughs> where where on the appropriation scale are they john well i wouldn't say appropriations mm. puya is like a modern interpretation of bone thugs and harmony if you like gotcha. bone thugs and harmony you will absolutely like puya and if you like, you can direct your emails to John. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. John. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if <laughs> you like Puya, you will definitely like Shakewell. If you liked Puya and you would maybe be interested in something a little bit more ignorant, check out Fat Nick. Oh my God. If if you like Puya, I feel like this is just going downhill. No. Like once you're like, if you want something more ignorant, go here. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no, you're not gonna find anything like high brow with them, but. 
No. I still, Let's move on. Okay. Um, Speaking looking... of highbrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, despite the last hour or so of this podcast, we are a camping podcast. Yeah, right. That's so, not true. I feel like at least once an episode, we have to talk about something camping related. And Whatever. I guess that responsibility somehow shockingly falls to me this week. So if you plan to go camping at Gridlife, uh, I found a little handy dandy thing that might help you out. Um, it is an article on greatest.com. And that's not greatest. It's greatest. So it is uh, 17 tasty make-ahead camping snacks. And naturally... I, that's a lot of make ahead snacks. So we're only going to talk about a few of them. But okay, like I frequently get snacky and I imagine others, you know, at an event or on the trail would get snacky too. So let's talk snacks. Um, I like snacks. Yeah, I know you do because snacks are great. Yeah. Um, they start off with three tips to consider when you're trying to plan for your, your camping snackies. That is uh, the ability to store them at room temp, non-meltability. Uh, which is funny to me because several of their um, recipes that they're pushing have chocolate. And they're like, this is kind of a melty one. And I'm like, you literally started this article saying that non-meltability was key. And then you give me meltable stuff. So what? Uh, and then minimal packaging, which, you know, save the environment. Yeah. So, John, I pulled some highlights and some things that maybe I thought you would like too. Uh, the first one is crunchy roasted chickpeas, uh, also known as garbanzo beans, if you will. Um, and this recipe uses Cajun seasoning, which I thought John would really appreciate. Is it real Cajun seasoning? It just says Cajun seasoning, so I imagine oh, it's okay. a choose your okay. own Cajun okay. adventure, which so Cajun would lend seasoning itself to means uh, Tony's or Slappy mm-hmm. Mama. If you mm-hmm. use either one of those, you are good to go. And you can get that at Walmart everywhere. So, But this is friendly to people with nut allergies because a lot of like camping snacks are loaded up with peanuts or almonds or cashews or what have you. Um, and that's not great for people that have nut allergies. John Krolowitz looking at you. Um, yeah. So <laughs> this recipe is kind of easy, though. They use canned chickpeas, which I think is great because some people would have thought they are going for dried chickpeas, which take a little more effort. Um, but all you do basically is just rinse rinse and drain the canned chickpeas, pat them dry, season with olive oil and Cajun seasoning, bake at 425 for 20 to 30 minutes on a baking sheet. Easy peasy. You got little crunchy chickpeas that are Cajun. Yeah. I like it. I can dig it. Yeah. And I guess you could season them with anything, but it's hard for me to have a podcast with John and uh, not support Cajun seasoning. So yeah. what can you do? If you don't, then who the fuck are you? <laughs> kindly boycott this podcast yeah um, I'll fight so you the next one I will come down to Louisiana if you don't like Cajun seasoning come down to Louisiana we'll take our shirts off we'll go at it and as you have heard previously on this podcast John is proficient at what the Marine Corps calls grappling and I just call questionable behavior without consent I will red belly the shit out of you so weird okay the next one is raw fig bars which you know, being a fan of Fig Newtons, because, I don't know, they're delicious, uh, I was pretty excited about. But this only has like five ingredients, and that's wal- walnuts, almonds, dried figs, cocoa powder, and maple syrup. So you blend all the dry ingredients in a blender and a food processor, and you add syrup slowly so that it all kind of sticks together. Uh, and once it forms like a little ball in the food processor, you spread it onto a sheet pan and cut it into squares and let it cool in the refrigerator. So Okay. 
Easy peasy. You got raw fig bars. I know, right? Delicious. Uh, The next one, John, I thought you would appreciate. It is strawberry fruit leather. Basically, your homemade fruit roll-up. So you use uh, strawberries, apricots, sugar, and a little bit of lemon juice, and you blend it all until it's liquid, spread it thinly and evenly over a silicon baking liner on a baking sheet, and you bake it at 170 or the lowest temperature your oven will go to for two and a half hours, rotating every hour, hour and a half, as you please. And after two and a half hours, you test for doneness like every 10 minutes by just like lightly touching the surface. And if it feels tacky, so like barely sticky, but not super sticky, uh, not wet or really sticky, then it's done. Okay. Cool, right? Yeah. And so you let it cool off. It cools pretty quickly. And then you cut it into strips and you can wrap it in parchment paper so that it doesn't just stick to itself. But pretty great, huh? Yeah. That's some good stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're not gushers. I know you love gushers, but, um, oh, you know. Gushers. Dude, the Gushers Instagram <laughs> is bananas. I am amazed they have one, but good. Their for them. account is nuts. Um, so the next one I have, I have very strong opinions about, oh. and they are not good. Okay, uh, that is crispy baked kale chips. Um, and uh. I personally believe that kale was created by Lucifer, <laughs> but some people like it. <laughs> so whatever, I don't know why you would do that to yourself. Do you listen to Jim Gaffigan? Not regularly. Okay. He has a whole thing from years ago about kale. I hate kale. Oh, he does too. People were not supposed to eat kale. Yeah, no, that's what he talks about. It's like you you go to a pizza buffet and the kale was the decoration. Yeah, because it lasts so long because it doesn't break down. It's Kale is the devil. And I'm sorry if you like kale, you're wrong and you need to eat something better. Hey, you know how like we were talking about earlier, we were like, hey, this is the uh, podcast that supports pride. And if uh, you're not a fan of that, don't listen to us. Um, same yeah. thing with kale. If you love kale, yeah, get, get out. the fuck out. You know, go home. Get out. If if you were on the edge of a stairwell on a um, bar that was like two and a half stories high up in the air, and you're like, I hate kale, I would push you down the stairs. You say, I hate kale, you'd push them down the stairs? Or yeah. I love kale, you Oh, I love, if you're like, I love kale and I hate you, I'd, I would just push you down the stairs. Okay, I don't feel that strongly to push you down the stairs, but like, I would definitely like, feel sorry for you that you have such terrible opinions on food. Like, I would hope that like, you had a food baby and that like, as soon as I push you down, you'd be like, I need to abort this food baby. And like, when oh you have- God. <laughs> When you hit the ground, it just goes badly for you. So here's a recipe for crispy baked kale chips. And I think this recipe is more trouble than it's worth because it requires a salad spinner. So you wash your kale. You, Yeah, I know. You put it in a salad spinner, spin it around until it's mostly dry. And then you have to pat the kale dry. And it's like, how many steps do I need? I know. And so then you toss the kale in olive oil, season it with salt, spread it into a single layer on your baking sheet, and bake it at 250 degrees for 15 to 20 minutes until the middle of the kale leaves. I know. And then after this, I suggest you question all of your life choices because you just spent that much time on something that is garbage. Greatest shouldn't, should not exist. I just hate it. I hate it so much. Like, I understand that, like, a lot of people aren't fans of cancel culture, but this is when I think it's appropriate. We should get rid of greatest <laughs> for promoting um, I'm a fan kale of cancel chips. culture when it's accountability culture. And yeah, this is that. This is that. Don't have if if you think kale chips are good, then your opinion should be suppressed. 
Yeah, it's, ugh. Anyway, so the last thing that we'll talk about on this list of 17 things um, is Chex Mix. And they say I love you Chex should make Mix. homemade Chex Mix. I, look, Dude, not Brandy it. would make it. Remember that? Brandy, she would make Brandy the, um, makes great Chex like Mix. Like the powdered and sugar version, whatever that's called. What is that? Puppy you know Chow. Yeah, Puppy Chow. Oh, my yeah, God. No, Brandy makes fantastic Chex Mix, but my issue with Chex Mix, homemade Chex Mix, Chex Mix being on this list, is how they set it up. And they say, this recipe, quote, this recipe is the definition of minimal effort, end quote. And I yeah. don't disagree with that. The minimal effort here would be buying a bag of Chex Mix. Yeah. So, like... I, I generally disagree with that. But I think even if you go and buy a box of checks, there's a recipe on there. So I'm not going to give you the highlights of their recipe. Fair enough. And there you have it. There's some five recipes okay, for okay. trail snackies that you can uh, customize and use for your own enjoyment. So, but before we close up, I would like to thank a couple of people. First off to uh, Matt and Mike interview podcast for the shout out that yeah, they, what they say about us. Well, uh, so they um, so they were talking about experiences that they've had with the SCCA and how members look out for each other. And um, one of Mike Holmes's uh, ex- uh, examples was that at one point, four or five years ago, his house was broken into and he was robbed. And, um, I just happened to mention, cause I had a bunch of like membership credits. It was just like, I just happened to mention them. I was like, Hey dude, you know, uh, it's a terrible situation. If you want, I can help you out with your next membership. Um, no. and so he just kind of mentioned an appreciation of that and that, and then also that he was one of the people that later contributed to the Versa Venture or the Trek Night Tour. Go find Excellent. Me. Yeah. So, uh. He's uh he's cool people. So thank you for Thanks, the shout Matt out on on your new podcast. And I've listened to several episodes. If you're looking somebody some for a podcast that is more autocross focus, check out Matt and Mike interview. Cool. Love it. And then also uh thanks to some of the listeners who have checked in on my camping job application process and seeing how it's <laughs> Did going. they yeah excellent had, work does i've had some that have contacted and asked me about that so i appreciate it thank you that's so cool doesn't you're the best yeah so again, have you heard from them no not them Ugh. so yeah just keep doing your thing keep telling people about us keep that phone tree going um and especially now that a bunch of people are vaccinated get out there and do door-to-door um spreading of the gospel if you need a flyers uh, template <laughs> no. let me know and i can send one to you uh i think you should just go ahead and make that because i just want to see it okay cool i will okay um india do you got anything <laughs> No, just that um, I love our dozen. Um, you guys are are growing, which I think is really cool. And um, thank you. I'm just really appreciative yeah. of you. And uh, especially you, Mom, if you're listening. I love you so much. Oh, hi, um, Susu. <laughs> hi, Susu. Thank you for thinking that John's joke about you last week was funny. Oh, yeah. Um, I was really nervous about this. I'm glad you don't hate me now. <laughs> No, my mom's so cool. You have no idea. But, yeah, she seems pretty right. Um, no, this is really fun, and I just love doing this, and I'm glad that we uh, get to do it. Um, it's going to yeah. be kind of a long summer. I've got a lot of stuff that I have to work on and take care of here. Um, and so this has really been like an outlet for uh, for me to like just have yeah. some fun stuff to do. And I really appreciate that because you guys make it possible. And mm-hmm. um Especially the outpouring of support I've gotten from you guys the last couple of weeks after people were mean to me. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Too. Oh, that's you guys good. 
just made my heart like so full. And I Aww. love y'all and happy pride. Yeah. Happy pride, everybody. Love y'all. All right. You ready? Super ready. All right. Here we go. Bam, 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 bam. Keep it campy. Bye.